Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, August 25th. Behold the human. Today's scripture reading is found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1-7 through 7 from the New Living Translation, which reads, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority, so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And I have been chosen as a preacher and apostle to teach the Gentiles this message about faith and truth. I'm not exaggerating. I'm just telling the truth. This is God's Word. Anthropos Christos Jesus Human Christ Jesus These are the three bare Greek words in Paul's perhaps rather shocking summation in his first letter to Timothy when he declares that one God and one mediator between God and humans, human, Christ Jesus. You'll find it in 1 Timothy 2, 5, if you must know. Human, Christ, Jesus. Anthropos, Christos, Jesus. I feel like we just need to say that a few times. Human. Christ Jesus. Human Christ Jesus. Human Christ Jesus. This isn't to say that he was only human, but rather it is an unabashed acknowledgement of his humanity. Semantically, is that the right word? This is a beautiful example of what grammar nerds, otherwise known as scholars, would call the nominative of apposition. Three nouns naming a reality placed bare naked, as it were, side by side, without clarifying verbs or definite articles cluttering up the flow. Each successive word defining or fleshing out, ha, that's appropriate here, fleshing out the reality of the word preceding it. Human, which is Christ, who is Jesus. It's just about the most emphatic way possible of aligning these three words and displaying the resonance of the connective tissue between them. Human, Christ, Jesus. Anthropos, Christos, Jesus. I said this perhaps is shocking to us for the simple reason we tend to see such a guttural emphasis as some sort of detraction or subtraction of divinity. Witness one of the most frequent complaints about the depiction of Jesus in the popular ongoing series of the life of Jesus called The Chosen. He's too human. Jesus bandaging a wound on his hand. Jesus practicing for the Sermon on the Mount. That one really put a twist on a lot of people. And struggling even with how he should start it. Drawing in Matthew for his help and suggestions. And lo and behold, actually taking those suggestions. 
Jesus seemingly making things up as he goes, and of course, laughing, telling jokes, trying to start a fire, and playing with children. Far too human for far too many people. I don't know the volume of complaints Dallas Jenkins receives from viewers on this or that, but I'm guessing the complaint that Jesus is far too human probably exceeds complaints that he filmed the second season in studios constructed on LDS property. And that's saying something. Human. Christ. Jesus. We struggle with this. I would suggest that our discomfort with the humanity of Jesus is a reflection of our discomfort with our own. Jesus knew how to be in his own skin. And so often, we don't. Which leads us to turn a religion in his name into the very thing he wasn't. An escape or evasion, or denial, or negation of our essential humanity as we seek to escape this human mortal coil for celestial wonders. Ah. But note that in our text, it isn't that Jesus was human, but that he is human. We often say that during his earthly life, Jesus leaned into his humanity rather than his deity. Paul's bold proclamation indicates he hasn't stopped leaning into it. He is still the human. Which was also how he referred to himself most frequently, over 70 times across the four gospel accounts, to be exact. Son of man. Yes, this was a title with messianic implications for many who shared his religious culture, stemming from a handful of uses in the visions of Daniel. But the fact is, the far more overt title for Messiah was Son of David, which is the one on everyone's lips when he made that triumphal entry into Jerusalem. To shout Son of David was to shout, Behold the King! To shout Son of Man would have been to shout, Look, the human! Which is why no one was shouting that. Jesus most clearly and consistently identified as the human. Because, as our own statement of faith declares in the vineyard, he is humanity, as God intended us to be. Jesus is the embodied image-bearer, Emmanuel, God with us. Not merely showing us what an image-bearer, a human, looks like, but fully empowering us to be human ourselves, to be humans fully alive. Which, as the old saint says, is the glory of God. As a second reading, what follow-up could possibly be more fitting than this one from the pen of John in the prologue to his telling of the Jesus story? The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like Father, like Son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. Marinate in that for just a bit. Then try extrapolating this truth about Jesus just a bit to the rest of us, his brothers and sisters. Now pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. Human Christ Jesus. Just how shocking is this to your system? 
How much do you struggle with the humanity of Jesus? Why do you think this is? How are you being challenged to make the truth about Jesus stated by John the enacted truth about yourself? How are you being challenged to be at home in your own skin, to be flesh and blood as you move into your own neighborhood, displaying the one-of-a-kind glory of the divine image bearer, generous inside and out from start to finish? Lord, let me own you in your skin, even as you own me in mine. Let me be flesh and blood, human, in my own neighborhood, displaying the one-of-a-kind glory of you in me, the restored icon, remade in the image of the Son of Man, through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.